1: Good morning, everybody. I am Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media. Welcome to Three Questions Podcast. Um, my, my lovely co-host is the wonderful Erica Yokum with Virtual Personal Assistant. And our guest today is, she- is Shannon Harmio. And Shannon is the founder and CEO of SeedCrest. Thanks for joining this morning, Shannon.
2: Sure thing. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell everybody listening, what is Seedcrest? Tell us about that.
3: I know, I went looking before before this, like, what the heck is that? And I went like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her. So.
2: <laughs> well, and we, you know, we've come a long way in the last five, six years. Seedcrest is a workforce solutions and education solutions provider to cannabis industry businesses. So we function as an ancillary uh, cannabis education provider. Um, the main activity that we perform in the industry and in the community specifically here in New Mexico right now is that we recruit uh, people and attract people to the industry. And we've become a portal to discover the industry and to get in, if you will. Everyone says, how do I get in? And, <laughs> um, and so for that reason, businesses look to us for our training standards, um, we've put together curriculum and developed some wonderful curriculum that aligns with the regulations and yeah. is state specific and relevant to what we're doing here in New Mexico. Um, and business owners look to us for our talent, our five star alumni. These are people who are coming through our systems and utilizing them to get in. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be a a consumer. It could be a workforce individual. And we've put together an equitable bridge uh, that they can use of education, walking through barriers, discovering the industry. And then from there, uh, they go into they use it differently and they go into different capacities in the industry. So there's a mentorship piece around it and career coaching and small business work. And, um, we are very much so community oriented, and our tagline is "Breaking the stigma of cannabis through education."
1: Yeah.
2: So, uh, as,
3: as I'm just like blown away by it's a huge growth market. No pun intended, which I'm sure you've heard like a billion <laughs> times. Um, just this whole—I mean, it's—it it is. It's—I've seen. I'm—I lived in Denver for seven years, so I'm. And then when it was legalized in Colorado, like there wasn't an empty warehouse in all of Denver, right? right, Like it just took over everything and people were like, hey, look at this. There's money, there's growth, there's things we can do. Hey, we have money for infrastructure and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to see this coming, it, you're heading into New Mexico and and people jumping on to into it and, and with, with both feet and saying, yeah, I want to be part of this great thing. It's really fascinating to me that like there's this whole world around it and, and, and that you're a part of this whole world around it. That's, I think that's just, Brilliant. It's yeah, uh, brilliant. and shocking too because great forethought, forethought, I guess is what I'm saying is
2: really yeah. foresight and forethought <laughs> coming. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you have been you've been around for five years. Wow. Yes, we
2: yeah. started in 2017 under a uh we, we at the time were called Cannabis NM staffing. My original concept stems from the fact that I am a recruiter. And my fortes are bringing people together for opportunity. And so uh, prior to this, I was in life insurance agent recruitment, right? And I I helped to, you know, develop these agents and also help them to find their market and to retain in the marketplace and to start viable uh, businesses, right? And so Mm -hmm. I create, I I brought that over into the cannabis industry. I saw a gap and then I got involved at the policy and government level. Excuse me, being from New Mexico, I understand our people Excuse me, I am our people, and my story basically is part of the vision. And I'll tell you another one what we're doing is weeding people into the industry. Uh huh. <laughs> and so essentially, we're looking to leave no man behind, no woman behind, no person behind. Ooh. Right. And overall, we've become the we're the heartbeat of the industry. We're the sole source for this curriculum. And now the colleges are reselling it and I'm able to license it through them. And we are actually working on what I call capacity building around this opportunity in New Mexico. Uh, we have left education last and we're about five years ahead of most states now just with our program here in New Mexico. And so it's, it's super exciting. It's something I'm very proud of. Um, it's also something that we keep very relevant and state specific so that we can help our people and moreover people of diverse backgrounds communities disproportionately impacted areas so we're tied to some of the best people in the community who can help them expunge a compromised background to get in who can help them look at it from their diverse background and how to pivot it in but moreover our systems would help people to assess the timing of getting in. And then Mm -hmm. now we're connected with over 11,000 people in New Mexico, in greater New Mexico. And so these businesses know that, they value that, and now they're affiliating with us some of the most competitive and best brands to gain access to our talent and our training for their talent. And so we're just kind of here, and everything we've built to this point, legalization, is just coming at us a million miles an hour.
3: Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Wow.
1: So,
2: yeah, so. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, He's no.
3: not upset with me. We're, uh, yeah, we're talking about interesting things, but, you know, he wants to let me know that the, the cats are irritating him by <laughs> being.
1: So, um. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I had a question. Can, can, can I jump in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, Shannon, work on connecting people. Mm -hmm. How did you, and and helping people get into the industry, how did you end up, how did you get into this industry? I mean, you had an insurance background, you had a right staffing background. How did you get into developing this company?
2: Well, back in 2017, I had another company, an LLC called Hiring Team. And I was recruiting all over the country in nine different states for different individuals. And I started thinking, I was faced with my own adversity in my career. And I was thinking, you know what? Let me look into cannabis. I go in there and get my medicine. So I'll out myself as a patient. No HIPAA violations there. I'm very open and out and proud of everything. Um, And so essentially, I was going in and I would ask the bud tender, hey, ma'am, how'd you get your job? You know, and I was having those types of conversations with them. Um, Time out, time um, out, bud tender right <laughs> that up that's awesome okay I, that, that just
3: flew by me really quickly like wait okay that's well awesome. and okay. In, the,
2: in the dispensaries they call them patient care techs patient tenders med tenders bud tenders so there's a variety of names for the people over the counter the retail counter long story short i was asking them how do they get their jobs and a lot of them were like I don't know what I took to qualify for this. So I started saying, oh, okay, I wonder what the state system is. As a recruiter and someone in HR, I started thinking, hmm, I must not be alone in this, right? (laughs) So at the same time, I happened to be taking a a business planning course over at West on Broadway. Great small business incubator, especially for women and people of color and and diverse backgrounds. And so anyway, I I switched it up. I was in there for hiring team, but I quickly... Grabbed a URL with clickbait, cannabis NM staffing. Very obvious, right? Um, you later find not to put the word cannabis in the title of your company because of discrimination. That's something I learned. But anyway, I told that group, you know what, I'm thinking about going to the cannabis business. And I quickly focused my efforts within a month's time. I was interviewed by the Albuquerque Journal. I was at, you know, in an event where everyone and their mother, we drove a lot of traffic to that event, just knowing there was a hiring agency there. I already had the systems to take in data responsibly. And um, I was okay. using Salesforce, so I was already taking in applications and resumes. So long story short, from there, I started noticing the gaps. Uh, I mentor, and I've been mentored by my father over the years. He is a recruiter and very much so known for helping people into jobs and opportunities as well. So I was talking with him, and I said, you know what? Um, these I just got interviewed, and I don't know where this is headed. I thought we might open a dispensary. I thought we might. I might just get a job. He goes, you're onto something. Let's follow it. So I immediately, once I got that support behind me, which is something mm-hmm. I do, t- it, it made me feel comfortable because then it broke the stigma for me. Because right. I thought right off the bat, my dad was going to say, "Hell no," and that's meaningful to me, right? If he had, who knows, right? But he was—he was himself very supportive and said, "You know what, Mihita, take a look at that. Let's continue on. Let's see where it goes." And if—and from there, I noticed that you know the missing component of the staffing piece was the development, because I noticed I was getting the same questions. So I learned to automate the answers. Turned it into a curriculum that mirrors the regulations. And I created back then what was called the core compliance training curriculum. And I recruited faculty who were able to teach it, who hosted the expertise so that I wasn't, you know, under the gun for being the expert. And um, I, I started learning very, very quickly, put together the model. And from there, we've come a long way. We used to teach people how to put together their portfolio on paper, because a lot of these companies were still taking in paper resumes. But now we own our own software. It's proprietary software where they can build their online portfolio, build their certificates, and then bridge themselves into the industry. And so it's been a huge journey, but we've hit some amazing milestones along the way. Throughout the journey, we were the first individuals to put together Uh, what was called the Medical Cannabis Symposium back then before the pandemic. And we were running 150 people through certificate programs at a time with 12 topics and just from here to Las Cruces. So a lot of that work really propelled us into this moment now.
3: Wow. So and then, you know, March 2020 happens. Right. (laughs) What happens to, to what happened to you guys?
2: Uh, we were in the middle of, of b- still building our software, and I was still on the tail end of the marijuana working group under Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. I was one of the 25 individuals asked to provide expertise. And so once we went into that legalization you know, mode, we started helping more small businesses, hosting workshops and workplace forums for best practices and policies, and teaching the community how to grab a hold of this opportunity. And that's what we've been doing since. Wow. But I mean, like,
3: so did you have to move everything virtual? I'm I'm assuming no more workshops oh, yeah. in person and that kind of. So you have to. Well, the magic word pivot into the virtual
1: world.
2: <laughs> yeah, we do. We be, we've become very good at white at. For example, we offer our curriculum now on different softwares at the colleges, so we've packaged it. We white label it for their software, and then we we offer it licensing licensing uh, for 12 months on our own software. So right now, you could go to our, uh, our learning management system, sign yourself up, and have 12 months access to your courses. And so we have pivoted into the virtual world, but we still value meeting in person. For example, we have a workshop coming up on the 26th for small businesses looking to learn how to start up. So we still do some of those, and we do them responsibly and safely
1: wow wow Um, Wow. it did things quite impressive
3: yeah i know right it's very impressive did things slow down for you when Mm -hmm. when everything got crazy or or did more people i would think more people be like well now's a great time to 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 leave my crappy career and start looking at something new and i think a lot of people did during the whole pandemic Mm -hmm. right they realized that making maybe making nine dollars an hour someplace wasn't as great as maybe i could go over here and learn about this and maybe open my own place or, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, what what was the reaction?
2: Well, we, I mean, our volume definitely doubled to to say the least we're in very high demand and, um, and, you know, we're working closely with other vendors and consultants in the, in the area who we, you know, know and trust to help these people find, great individuals to help them cannabis friendly accountants, lawyers, you know, uh, how to procure their products, you name it. But I've become a, a quite a bit of a policy nerd or export, expert so I can teach them how to read the regulations and keep pace. Right now our main goal is to empower them and by them I mean entrepreneurs, workforce and consumers, just the public because we know that it's a public health issue. We also know that it requires a mass re-education due to the stigma. And we also know that a lot of people don't even know that this is a pathway or a career. So there's a lot of work to be done. And mm-hmm. uh, for that reason, our systems move with the marketplace. And so we've become very good at, you know, getting the rug pulled out from under us and going, oh, okay, let's help these people now like this. And that in itself is a forte. <laughs> right.
1: Right, like like any business. I mean, when, no matter what it is, sometimes you have roadblocks, right? And you have to figure out how to deal with that. And well, yeah, yeah the
3: stigma and the and and that kind of thing. Because the first thing that popped in my mind is I I can hear um Shaggy in my head going
2: Scoob, like we're totally gonna do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we do, we, we, we do, and I think our system set the tone, and we we've provided this standard that started to shift the paradigm. In the back in 2017, it was I want to work on a pot farm and I want to work with weed and I smoke pot, so I qualify. And now it's like, oh, you know what? Let's validate this industry and help you to really qualify when you go into your interview. You can you know they're not expecting you to have smoke to join on your way to on your way there in fact don't do that you yeah. know and so we're helping the people to kind of professionalize and that's why businesses like to tap into our talent because mm-hmm. we're sucking a lot of that out and helping people to understand What it takes to qualify, and that it is a medical, scientific, and really technical environment that they're, you know, depending on where they work. And so, um, you know, the risk is there, the liability is there. And and what that does is that takes someone like Pam, the student who's like Scooby Doo, and all of a sudden she comes through that portal and she's still like Scooby Doo, don't get me wrong, but now she knows what other terminology and vocabulary to say when she goes into that environment and the importance of doing that. Right. So, so now Pam's like, okay, yeah, I can pass the dutchie on the left-hand side if I'm at a bonfire at home, but when I'm in an interview setting, I know, what, I know exactly what to say. Right?
3: It, it, right. And I know what's so if they ask me, well, is that legal? Is that, you could say yes, as far as my understanding and, and you come at it from a much, Yeah. That's right. smart. That's smart. Cause it is, it's big business. It's big, big yeah. business. And uh, yeah. But knowing how to treat it as a business, that's definitely mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. A, a, a new skill that folks are learning. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And anyway. a lot of people early on wanted to go into it and didn't realize it was a medical market and that they'd be helping, you know, my grandmother or yours or somebody who has Parkinson's or cancer, right. you know? And so you're like, okay, you've got these young People going into it, how do we help them to understand when to stop talking, when it's a liability, who to turn it over to, how much can they know about the medicine? And there's not a lot of research out yet, so empowering them around the, these scenarios is key. Mm-hmm. And and there
1: there are uh, there's a long list of support businesses, right? Like you you can um, be a water, you can transport water, you can be a grower, you could be a what uh, uh, you could have retail sales. What are some of the other things that you educate people
2: on the ability
1: to get into the industry?
2: The main licenses are, and they offer them in a micro license and a large, you know, a a large scale license. And that's based on for like a producer, that would be based on how many plants they can grow, for example, Mm -hmm. which would dictate which category they're labeled as, but they can be producers. That's the production license. They can manufacture manufacturing license. They can retail. That's that dispensary license. And then they can courier. They can also add on a consumption lounge to their retail business. They can also do all of them called a vertically integrated model. So someone who produces can also courier and retail their own cannabis. Or they can have standalone and work within the marketplace with each other, you know, having these relationships of, you know, ha- commerce and passing the product through them. And then just recently, due to some of the work that we provided, now a cannabis server permit educator can be licensed, right? This is the first time in the history of our state where educators are licensed to provide cannabis server permits. And we're a little more focused on responsible vendor training and that sort of thing. The cannabis server permit can be likened to an alcohol server's permit, by the way.
3: Mm I was going to say, this sounds like a winery for pot. Like I'm from, I'm from Northern California, Sonoma (laughs) County specifically, right? And like everything you said is like, I'm totally picturing a huge pot farm and like, and tables and chair, you know, people walking around. That'd
2: be like so cool. The environments can be really, really um, set up just so differently that each brand has its own vibe, its own culture. You can walk into one and feel completely different and that's what gives them a unique market. Right. I mean, it's
3: like any other product. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm
3: Wow. Very cool. (laughs) Very cool.
1: So how can people, um, how do you like people to reach out to you if they want to have more information and know about Seedcrest?
2: Sure. Well, we've got a great team behind Seedcrest and we'd love for them to reach out to us directly. I mean, we answer our phones, we answer our emails and we provide, you know, in-person demos around our system. So they can go to www.seedcrest.io. Thanks for springing that up. They can also email us at info, info at seedcrest.io or call us at 505-550-4294. Um, And we've got folks that can help them walk around the systems, tap into our experts, and really a lot of it's automated. So if a company needs to, to, you know, provide HIPAA training, they can tap into our website and do that very easily. If a student wants to, you know, participate in our five-star alumni program, they can go directly to our website and just sign up themselves wow good job
3: good job seeing the uh seeing the 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 need and fill, the seeing the gap and filling it in right <laughs> Thank you.
2: right
3: yeah and jessica yeah. thanks jessica she's like totally on it she's over here posting comments and <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah she's, awesome. a, she's she's a gem she handles our recruitment and alumni coordination And so she's actively every week working with uh, folks in the entry, I guess you could call it the discovery phase. Mm -hmm. And essentially every week on Thursday at 4.20 PM, she offers and we offer a free service where you can come and tap into the, the community and learn about barriers to entry cannabis, you know, industry resumes, how to get your education under control and just kind of talk, talk it out, right. Talk and walk it out a little. We are finding that, we are oftentimes the first place that people talk about cannabis professionally. Mm -hmm. And so getting, you know, helping them walk through those nerves and all of that is part of it.
1: Wow! Yeah, Fantastic. Thank you so much for being such an informative, great guest. Yeah, this is
3: great stuff. And the site is great. I I can't, I can't recommend Mm. it enough. I was poking around on it. It, I was very impressed with the professional site. So good job on, on that.
2: If you ever want to work into the industry, you know where to come. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell it. you, it is an LGBTQ uh, friendly industry. And uh, I'm seeing more and more of, uh, you know, of my brother, brethren, brothers and sisters coming in and really different people coming in because it's an alternative type of industry. Mm-hmm. And also for folks, um, the demographics are, you know, folks that are baby boomer and older because they get it and maybe they are, you know, looking for something new and they've always wanted to do this. And very young people, you know, I call them young professionals between 18 and 25. So our recruitment effort is really right there in the middle to capture those folks that aren't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a cool industry where you'll walk in and see, you know, people of all ages and different lifestyles, you know, involved. And so that's what I love about it too. That's how I identify with it.
1: Wow. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening this morning. Please join us again next week. And now you know where to reach out to uh, the team at Seedcrust. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for having us.
0: <laughs> what does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas. With your Premise Perks checking account. You get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Primus, the bank that gets it right. Primus is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.